1: welcome again everyone to another episode of the flex and bobo podcast once again my name is bobo and i'm your host and i'm with the beautiful it's me flex (laughs) we're back again with a really spicy juicy episode a timely episode because what are we talking about today we're talking about cancel culture well we're talking about celebrity culture we're talking about fame, we're talking about all the things and I want to waste no time because this is going to be a lengthy in-depth one and I'm really lucky to have Flex here with me because I don't know too much about pop culture but I have opinions, I have thoughts, I have questions but I want to specifically talk about cancel culture right now. So question for you what happens to celebrities after we cancel them like what is personally okay I'll start off by saying personally I'm not for cancel culture I think it's disgusting and atrocious so I want to know after we cancel a celebrity for being problematic what must happen like what happens to them what happens or
0: what must happen what happens currently yeah what happens currently and What is the alternative? Okay, so I think that I'm going to mirror your thoughts and say I've said it for a very long time. I do not cancel. I'm not in the business of canceling. Um, I'm smarter than that. But uh, I think think the fundamental flaw with cancel culture is that, as you said, it's very unclear as to what is meant to happen after somebody is canceled. You know, I'm of the belief if somebody has done something to a scale that, you know, begets worldwide critique or whatever you want to call it, if they knew it was gonna result in that kind of response, they probably wouldn't have done what they did to begin with. So it's safe to say most people don't mm. know that what they're doing is going to result in cancelling. Therefore, what is happening is that people are going away, they're doing what's legally obliged to them and, and not talking about it, and they're not being rehabilitated. Right. They're just closing themselves off to future critique. They're not learning because they're yeah. too scared of it resulting in the same activity they leave enough time for the next person to do, you know, said thing that warrants in cancelling, and they come back and resume and pick up where they left off. So, well then my question is, is it our responsibility, the people who cancel, mm. to re- to rehabilitate? And that is the question we're facing now, because you know, as they say, they say that the oppressor shouldn't be the one responsible for trying to, you know, fix and help and change the person who is oppressing. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. with cancel culture, if we're going to be the authoritarians on human behavior and a moral code, right. then we do also have the responsibility to educate the person who's done said immoral thing. But the thing is, right. with celebrities, we don't have a direct path to them and their hotline, and we can't get right. in touch with them. So I think people do what they can, what they have, and they use their own platforms to educate. But that kind of, Ooh. but that kind of, um, a uh, response is often so one-dimensional on one side because so I think the best way to understand why somebody has done something is to get them to explain it to you. And the celebrities do not have and we don't do that. They, we don't. They yeah. don't have the space to do that. It's like they just deal with the backlash. And they're looking for quick smart damage control like what can i say right now that will get people to stop talking about it so they know that i've understood do they say the right things hello i acknowledge that i've done this wrong i've understood i'm taking the necessary steps what are those steps i'd love to know right but you know right. like and it's one of those things like who are we to make celebrities accountable when they don't they're not aware of who they've hurt in the process they don't know us they don't know like the person yeah. whose feelings they've hurt and so they they just remove and themselves and also they're people they're people right. So I think that, yeah, that is the flaw with cancel culture is the fact that we don't have access to the person that we're trying to help educate. Therefore, yes. we're just trying to, we're almost like reaffirming that hello, like we're we're the good work people. Like we would never do that. Yeah. And to so let's communicate yeah. to our audiences that we're smart. Um yeah. and then use them it's as such the an example. Thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you end up, you know, using this these celebrities as scapegoats to like redirect like <laughs> redirect the bias away from you and onto them
1: and i think another issue with cancel culture is the cause of it Mm -hmm. so like and also if it's racial i don't Mm. know if like black cancel culture is rooted in black culture but i do find that like as you know black people or just like people of color we are so used to being oppressed and like not having anything that we're now in this time we're like and a friend of mine, Makondwa, says this all the time, like, as black people, the one thing that we do have is anger. But I think we're so entitled to our anger. And that's all we have at the moment that it's like we are going to take any opportunity to be angry when we can and for me i i do agree that it is the one thing that we do have ownership of and access to it's our anger and our emotions but it doesn't benefit us and i think the way that our anger manifests itself is just like cancel culture it's just like who can we drag down Mm -hmm. who can we flip the script on ourselves It's like, here these people that we placed on a pedestal. And this is why... Is that not the word? Is that not the word? We did this. We did... Fame is... Fame kills me because you take someone... Human beings, we fundamentally do not want to feel inferior to anyone. Mm -hmm. But what we do is we take these people and we place them on a pedestal and we worship them. Hold
0: them to otherworldly standards of like... Hold them
1: to otherworldly standards and... On one hand, there's also a contention, there's a dissonance, because we want to worship this person, but we also don't want to feel inferior to this person. So what do we do? The smallest thing that they do, or the biggest thing, because truly, most of the time, it truly is problematic. You know, like, when your friend does some problematic shit, or when you do some problematic shit, like, is it is it everyday cancel? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's no, not. it's not. It's not everyday cancel. And, like, we are got to start readdressing the benchmark here call out your, your micro communities it's just it's, it's yeah. really tricky yeah because cancelling it's frustrating because as you said it usually is for a justified reason like you did some cook shit and now this warrants like widespread pandemonium but i also think that right the reason why we're so quick to cancel is because we've let it get to an extreme point before any of these topics are discussed we're not talking about the nuances of sexual assault versus rape or whatever or how they intersect or which one is not and like where does catcalling fit in and whatever until it's at the end of the conversation when someone's been um convicted (laughs) and like you know what i mean it's like we're not talking about nuances until we get to this extreme point where we're rushing for a solution and rushing to figure out how we feel about this scenario yeah that's the problem let's talk about r kelly let's get spicy
1: so r kelly recently He's been in the news. His documentary came out. Um, I didn't really watch the... I haven't watched I haven't. the documentary yet. No. I watched the interview with Sparkle and I also watched the interview of his daughter. Do- also, I just find that so humiliating that they had his daughter and his wife like to come explain Mm-mm. on behalf of... Like, Mm-mm. what? If I was his daughter, I would have been like, no, sorry, fuck all of you. No, thank you. Like, w- this is traumatized. Imagine like having to see your father be ridiculed in that way and yes he did something absolutely disgusting and atrocious but like that's your father so now you have to deal with the trauma of like my father's a pedophile and now there's the added trauma of like now i have to go on tv on national television and talk about this constantly and relive the trauma it's just like why do we torture people like this Mm -hmm. but What's, so, what's interesting about R. Kelly is like, okay, so R. Kelly's canceled, fine, whatever. Now, let's bring in Erica Badu, mm-hmm. <laughs> who goes on a rant at a concert talking about how, what did she say? That she has unconditional love yeah. for her brother, R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. And now she's being dragged through the mud. But to me, that makes a lot of sense. I think what Eric Badu is saying is that to cancel this person does not help us in any way. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything, this, per- like, what Eric Badu is saying to me is that this nigga needs help. Yeah. Especially in the context of, like, he was molested as a child. Like, he was molested by his older sister, mm-hmm. which isn't an excuse at all. That it's just like to contextualize everything and humanize every single person. And that's where like change comes from. Instead of like, let me drag you through the mud and end your entire career. Because like that doesn't end, like that does nothing for the perpetrator and like rape culture as a whole, you know? Absolutely. I
0: I think it's also so easy for us to sit here not us, but I think people, to sit here mm. in a space that's so far removed from the actual scenario and say, well, this is what I would yeah. do. And they're not worthy of it. It's so, yes, you, it's easy for us to cancel a celebrity that we've never had contact with and we'll never yeah. have... It's just, it's so simple. But what I'm noticing is that, Facts. you know, it's so easy to look at the situation as black and white when you're not involved or it doesn't, we're not reflecting that onto how you live your life and people you keep around you and the sus people that you're so happy to ignore their behavior because it suits the Mm. narrative of you having this really like, you know, well-to-do scenario of people or not scenario, this well-to-do circle of people around you. And I think... I think, you know, while I just, I think Erica Badu has a really terrible way of articulating her thoughts and how she feels, it's a really good (laughs) reminder that these scenarios and situations are not black and white and they're not that simple. And, you know, it's not to, it's not to apologize for behavior, but again, it's, yeah, as you said, to contextualize what's happening. And also we don't learn anything else about the experience of someone who has inflicted this pain onto someone. We know, we know less about trauma of sexual assault when it comes to child abuse than we did before this started. Facts. All I know is that people have a hot take and that R. Kelly streams (laughs) have increased by more than 10 or 15% since the since the documentary came out. Yes. But even with that kind of information, is it because people are trying to check and see, you know, what the songs are really about. Is it because they were trying, like, why have they increased? We don't have this information, but people are running to try and understand it, you know? How? You were talking earlier about um, this
1: list of, like, the top problematic people of 2018. Who was on that list? Let's go through, like, let's go through the Black people.
0: I'm looking at, this is on a site called Insider, and it Mm -hmm. says the 11 of the most controversial celebrities of 2018 and as we scroll past all the the non-black people we we get all just white people we get to Takashi69 I just we don't need to explain who he is if you know you know and if you don't then get to know um but essentially uh he's like an Instagram star and like a top charting rapper he's got more than like 15 million followers and um he's only recently started to like penetrate the mainstream well that's a bad word to use in this it started to enter the mainstream because he's making hits essentially and also because he happened to collaborate with uh, an artist that we know called Nicki Minaj and you kind of think well maybe like she didn't know about it or maybe she's not really across what's happened but the irony in all of this is that Nicki Minaj um, Nicki Minaj's brother is a convicted pedophile and when that information right. was made public to us the internet, you know, went went ham as it does, but she just refused to comment on it. And I guess people were sympathetic to her experience, but then for her to not say anything in this instance, and then collaborate—not just collaborate, but she delayed the release of her album to make room for a new single with Takashi that she would also release. It just—it's—it's it's an interesting and a really really tricky one. But I think it it kind of aligns with the narrative um, that. I don't know what the white experience is, but I know as people of colour in our families, it's very, very easy to watch, you know, our our mothers and fathers and aunties and uncles disregard narratives that don't fit within, like, the straight and narrow, you know, straight and narrow goody two-shoes. Like, oh, you've got a sus uncle, we just don't talk about him, but we all know. But also, in, in the sense of it, like, you know, this article is like, you know, 11 of the most problematic and controversial celebrities, takashi is in jail right now, and he's still making money. Like, he's still going viral. He's still... Like, he's 15 million followers, and we've been known he's a pedophile. This isn't new news. Like, from the day he kind of got, like, a little bit of fame, that's fresh information.
1: So at what point... At what point does a celebrity become problematic? Because if we've been... We knew that Kodak Black was a rapist... We knew, and even R. Kelly, we knew, fam, we, he married Aaliyah when she was 15. Or was she 14? Whatever it was. And he was like, what, 28? We knew, fam. So at when does a celebrity, is just is problematicness just a function of time and space? If we're all problematic, because we all are, is anyone really problematic? And, like, how do, we, how do we walk that line?
0: It's the discourse that's not happening. I think that we try and attribute really logical explanations to really illogical situations. Yeah. And, like, the nature of R. Kelly being molested by his siblings or his sister, going on to molest, being surrounded by different artists to look at that practice as being very of the, of the time. You know, Lil Wayne... Recently a video of him came out where he was talking to a young boy in the studio and he and he asked the boy how old he was. Boy's like, I'm fifteen. He's like, Oh, are you fucking yet? Are you having sex? And the boy was like, um, no. And then Lil Wayne was like, you know, um, I lost my virginity when I was eleven. Everyone's like, Hey, yes, love it. You know, those are the friends that R. Kelly would be surrounded around, surrounded by. And then Lil Wayne goes on to say, you know, I was raped. That's how I lost my virginity at eleven. And I w- he's like, and I would never complain. I would never take her to court. I loved it. And then he's like, and then he t- goes and tells the kid, we can get that for you. Don't even worry about it. We can sort you out. That is the happy like locker room studio chat that's happening. Like I was raped at 11 And young boy 15, ooh, you're letting it really drag out for a little while. Do not worry about it. To me, I'm like, I'm not trying to justify or put, or, you know, or put blinders onto the situation. But it's like, you really, you know what you know, and that's what they knew. Like, sex is good, and the earlier you get it, the better. And, if, and you know, it's just like, I can't begin to understand what that experience would be like so for me to look at that situation from my very lived experience and say that that one's invalid or less or not worthy of discussion because it's immediately is gross to me and i would never it's so regressive and as i said before i know less about the nuances of having experienced trauma like this than i did to begin with because we're so quick to just shut down and demonize discussion around it bitch his streams are up almost 20% and i haven't said anything like that's not one or two. And think about how many people are up on like, streaming services. That could be millions, hundreds of millions of people. Have we, is, is rape culture
1: only a problem for women? Like, can we just keep it real now? Is r- our rapist and rape culture and all of that, a pedophilia, is that really only an issue for us women? And men are just like. It's a tricky one. I think men are just like, you know what? Let's
0: just appease women and like not rape. You know? <laughs> do you know what? Honestly, it feels like, yeah, do you know like it's interesting because we we're in the in the sort of like the inception of the Me Too movement, not the the actual Me Too movement, but when Asia Argento appropriated it and then came forth. You know, the conversation men were having was not like let's just not rape, but like fuck now we can't now we can't have fun anymore. Now we gotta. Yeah. Now chicks are like real. They're so edgy. Like ugh, they have no. Like, like we can't do what we want. This is so hard. Like picking up is going to be so boring. Like they weren't even like digging down and thinking like fuck. Maybe it's a little bit cooked. That like women are at this point where they've got to like now publicly speak about their trauma to be believed. It's like nah. nah. Many of us have those
1: stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out.
0: we're gonna change the way we fuck what no i was once a few
1: months ago i was with this guy and like he asked me he was like hey so like can i kiss you and i was like oh wow like no one's ever asked me for consent to kiss like that's so thoughtful of you thank you and he was (laughs) that's how low the bar is by the way the bar is underneath the ground and he was just like oh well yeah you know with the me too movement i mean what am i gonna do and it's like oh you're only asking for my consent so that you don't go to jail not because you jet and like that i feel like is the energy of men currently i feel like honestly and i was talking to a guy about this last month he was telling me listen fam Because I asked him, do you think you're a good guy? And I think this is an important question to ask men. Like, are you a good guy, fam? Whatever that means to you. And he was like, listen, fam, no, there's no such thing. Like, no one is a good guy. A good guy is only a male who is suppressing the thoughts and actions of your regular ass nigga. that i feel like is just the energy i feel like men aren't genuinely on our team they just have to perform being an ally so that they can get some pussy
0: Woo! and that is the fact men like because and honestly like it's really hard to understand a lived experience it isn't your own like it's so hard to be an ally for friends that don't share, like we don't have shared lived experiences because I'm trying really hard. And what I'm doing is I'm not learning from a place of compassion. It's from a place of avoiding mistakes, like an error and almost fear. Like, I don't want to get called out. So therefore, let me remember not to uh, misgender you. Let me me remember to understand the the nuances of your polyamorous relationship. Not let me just really, you know, it's, it's from a different, different part of the brain.
1: Knowing this, knowing that like men can never, Experience, understand, empathize the lived experiences of women. Do we just cancel all of them now? Like, let's not waste any time.
0: I think because, you know, on the contrary, I could never understand how a male would have to suppress the urge to want to rape me because he doesn't want to get called out by the internet. You know, like, we, I still don't, I'm still trying to understand that experience. So, you know, like we gotta get we gotta get past canceling. And again, canceling is like, you know, my mum used to say prevention is better than cure. Canceling, yeah. we just need to we it's we need more preventative methods to discuss yeah. taboo or unsavory topics. I don't want to get to a headline before I think about. Oh, you know, when's the last time I asked a guy to consensually kiss him?
1: But then this goes back to like, just like the whole Lil Wayne, like, oh, I enjoyed it. I'll I'll get. And, you know, a guy actually once told me that men would enjoy being catcalled. Like he he feels that if more women catcalled men, a lot of the violence in this world would end that would restore balance as bizarre and like wild as it is I can never understand the desire to be catcalled but I think like men a lot of male sexual frustration is the fact that they don't get validated enough sexually and we get validated way too much like you can't go a day so he really makes so much sense and it's just like there's such a disconnect between our experience our lived experiences as men and women especially when it comes to sex you know
0: that's throwing me for a loop because i wow i was talking to a guy that like what what do you call it a friend with benefits that i've had for years as we were like lying in bed i was texting this guy i was seeing and he was like oh like why would you do that? And I was like, why wouldn't I? Like, it's just, he's like, well, okay, well let's talk about it. What do you like about him? And I was like, okay, if you want to chat, I like X, Y, and Z. And he's like, oh, you never say anything nice about me. I was like, why do I have to, Yeah, you know? And yeah. he was like, well, you don't have to, but don't you think nice things about me? Like, wouldn't you want to tell me? And I was like, damn. It would never occur to me to, I mean, though I compliment men,
1: I don't I'm gonna be honest no no no, okay no I do but it's an it's not in the same way that I compliment when I compliment women wow like it's it's poetry when I compliment men it's just like thank you for not raping me
0: (laughs) (laughs) well done done. yes (laughs) yeah honestly that's it yeah wow you know, that, then I'm taken back to the fact that this world is made for men and, like, why do I need to enhance your experience some more? Like, yeah. you get everything you want and now you want me to compliment you and, like, reach <laughs> out, cat call. like, what – don't I already do enough? Like, tolerating men feels like I'm doing my bits. I'm working overtime. <laughs> And then imagine dating a man,
1: like that is an unpaid internship.
0: Honestly, you put in so many hours with the expectation that you would would not, like just, you got to show up, give you 110. Even the contrast between like, you know, uh, stereotypically how a woman will prepare for a date versus a man. Man's won't even wash his balls, will come (laughs) straight from the gym in the t-shirt he's been wearing for the last six days. And you'll be like, should I, shouldn't I? Do I wear this? Do I shave my... Mm-mm.
1: You'll be wasting your Fenty, your entire collection on this, this guy who still has... He has halitosis. His fingernails are dirty. Poo in his bum cheeks.
0: It's just... <laughs> <laughs> my feelings are hurt. I'm hurt. My mole of the story is cancelling in itself should come with a lot more responsibility like the lifespan of a cancel can't be a tweet and you're done if you're going to have the the, the onus to cancel someone you need to be committed to rehabilitating and if you can't reach the person you're trying to rehabilitate then you got to do it on a, on a macro level yeah. so then I, I said to myself the next time i see someone call someone out for some behavior i know that they do all their friends who I'm like, well, there's your next target. Go forth, babes. Because the next time uh, you come yeah. cancel someone for listening to Kanye West because we should have canceled him with XYZ, I see you bumping Chris Brown. I see you bumping Azalea Banks. I see you bumping, you know, John Mayer. I see you bu- like It's just like it jumps out. Your inconsistencies are so clear. And I'm not saying I want you to be consistent, but if that's a standard you're going to hold others to, then hello. Yeah. Walk the talk, fam. And it goes back to, like, as I said, I don't remember the last time I consensually asked a guy if I could kiss him. I identify as the aggressor. I'm kind of like, well, this is, this, like, signs may not be there, but I'm about to jump on. So it's, you know, in in that vein, we got to acknowledge, like, yes, where where the contradictions jump out and then you know either be a little bit more lenient when we're looking at other people's situations or become super strident and not not have any misdemeanors to our name and i think
1: my unpopular opinion i love azealia banks by the way she's an icon um i think we're gonna be cancelled after this episode i
0: i said i'm like i i identify as being problematic like there was a time where I was wearing a bindi and Japanese kimonos and like, I appropriate white culture all day. <laughs> all day! Cowboy, pro- uh, cowboy culture I've appropriated. Like, I stay being reckless. And I'm like, I dare you because what I'm here for is to start discourse. I have never made it my case to appear as or identify as someone who's not worthy of growth and evolution. I welcome hypocrisy and contradiction if it's, you know, if it comes with a healthy dose of discourse. Agree fully. And
1: my unpopular opinion is that we actually need problematic people. Or else not only are we bored, but we're also not growing, we're not evolving, there's no discourse. Like, there's no... I, I feel like we need the Jordan Petersons and we need the Kanye West. And I know a lot of people would argue that... It's so irresponsible of Kanye West to say some outlandish shit like slavery was a choice. But when else are we going to talk about free will? When else are we going to talk about... Blackness, when else are we going to talk about, like, the illusion of opting into white supremacy as a black person? Like, Kanye is the person bringing those conversations to the forefront, and we're not evolving without those conversations. We're so stagnant. And so, of course, I can acknowledge that, like, Kanye West is being problematic, but I can also thank him for being problematic so that we can self-reflect and evolve and ascend. And, like, it's the same with Azelia Banks. It's the se- and also, I also just, what I love about Azalea Banks is that, like, she'll say some wild shit and then the next day be like, no, I've changed my mind. Like, that's not how I feel. That's the energy we need. I just don't feel like we allow people that space.
0: Do you know what? I, I remember, like, uh, Azalea did a, a rant on Instagram story about Cardi B. Saying what? Well, essentially, she was like, Cardi B is a caricature she makes a caricature of black culture and she doesn't identify as being black. Like sis will say nigga and do X, Y, Z. And, and she's constantly perpetuating a really regressive standard of being a strong black woman in the same ways that she is in a lot of ways, but nobody was having those discussions about Cardi B. She was just like this, you know, this story of like rags to riches and blah, blah, blah. But Azalea was like, let's unpack what she's doing here. You know what I mean? Like let's really lean into the fact that she is not here for the dark-skinned black girls. Like, she's not here for people who don't elevate her. She's not here for taking accountability for the black experience. Like, as soon as it suits her, she leans, and then she leans back out. Cardi B was the same person who said that, you know, uh, the American population shouldn't be talking about the um, uh, the real reason Columbus Day exists because people need a public holiday, people need a day off.
1: Are you mad? Like, are you on drugs? Like, are you actually... She's like, don't talk about
0: it. People need this public holiday. They've been working all year. They need a day off. (laughs) That's the same woman. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, she's a problem. But we love it, honestly.
1: I just think it adds texture to our culture. It adds, it just, it adds nuance. Like I don't, I don't care for everyone to be Maya Angelou and Bell Hooks and like Beyonce or Rihanna.
0: We've seen Beyonce, you know, she's been wearing bindis and she's been wearing saris. It's not everyday like mindedness,
1: honest. And I think. The, the culture of cancelling within, like, cultural appropriation is really interesting. Because if you look at the, like, the Bruno Mars controversy, and what's her name again? This girl, Ariana Grande. It really begs the question, like, who gets to be black? Like, who gets to participate in black culture? Especially, like, creatively. Like, does Ariana Grande get to participate in black culture? And like, who decide? Like, why? Also, why is it that Black Americans are the purveyors of Black culture? Why is it always Black Americans? Because who we decide? are not
0: Black Americans. Like that, their experience is not our experience. Even my experience is not your experience. I'm a Black Australian. Like, it's not the same. Same. So
1: there we have it. You know what I mean? Moral of the story is, I think you said it. Like, be more responsible with your canceling.
0: Just put in the work. In the- or and my thing is like, be more responsible and be more consistent, yeah. because you you need not that I'm saying that, you know, being moral or a stand up person is too much effort. But if you really want to start taking people to task, then you got to start looking, got to throw that mirror inward, because the way oh, I'm looking yeah. at it, you're taking people to task. You know, like that's non consensual. Like, this was rape, that's cultural appropriation, this is this. I'm going to have to start to unpick your lifestyle, babes. I see you and, you know, your sweatshop, your sweat worker outfits. I see you eating meat, babes. Like, I see, you You know, your boyfriend, he's friends with that known sexual predator. Boyfriend's cancelled. He's got to (laughs) go. You know, last time I heard your mom's a homophobe, she's got to (laughs) go.
1: I just think, yeah, let's let's give problematic people more space to evolve instead of just throwing them into the trash.
0: I think cancelling should be a personal journey. Don't feel the need to tweet it, publish it or do. But I'm saying that personally, once you cancel someone, you know, keep that know it for you, you know, understand that you know where your moral compass lies and own it. Because when it gets to the publishing space, as though you're trying to perpetuate this character that has never done anything wrong, you're getting into tricky territory. So cancel someone, be free if you want to, but just priori- focus on how that affects you day to day.
1: Yeah, and also for me, I think what has served me is just like remembering that morality is just a function of space and time. Like this shit does not exist. There is no moral code. There's no one waiting for you at the end of the life to punish you or reward you. Like, it, create your own moral code, something that makes sense, and just don't project on anyone. Like, don't judge, don't project. And that's all be chill and flourish and thrive.
0: That's it.
1: Yeah, so guys, let us know what your thoughts are. Are we canceled? If we're canceled, let us
0: know why. Let me add it to my bio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: let us know why in the description box Description box. i so you see YouTube. In the comment section below, let us know why we're cancelled.
0: Maybe we should let people know. Like, that'll be a new campaign. Like, hashtag why I'm cancelled. When I was 13, I used to wear Japanese kimonos for fashion.
1: No, it's, it's happening. It's done. Love it. Because we've been there. Yeah, I am cancelled because I, I don't ask for consent. But I need to start doing that. Yeah. Although I'm also never really the one to initiate, but really? Yeah. I'm I'm too shy. That's another episode. Yeah, that is yeah. I'm shy is says romantically. I've never you know I've never approached a guy ever. like I've never pushed anyone ever in any romantic sexual context. Like I've never done it.
0: After somebody's approached you, do you pursue? Like would you make the first date? Would you text? Would you call? Would you like hold the ha- first hand?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not like holding the first hand. I've once said I love you first. That was a big step in my last relationship. Um but that's the most I take initiative in terms of like this this is just more because I like to be in control. But like once I'm dating someone, it's just like no, this is where we're gonna go for this date. Um, this is what we're doing today. But in the courting phase, I'm like no, no, no. I'm gonna chill here, and you do all the work. Wow.
0: Maybe we could date because I'm very much the aggressor. I'm like I want to oh, see you. Oh, well, you're in you. we yeah, yeah. I'm texting you. Oh, I'm gonna call you first. Here's a selfie. Like, wow. let me meet your friends.
1: How is? How does that work for you?
0: Well, up should we is this are we gonna talk about this right now? Are we gonna save this?
1: Um, yeah, let's save it for the next episode. <laughs> we'll, we're gonna talk, yeah, we're gonna have another dating episode and we'll divulge. So yeah, join us in our next episode. Thank you guys so much for listening all the way to the end. You can join us every Sunday. We'll be dropping a new episode. Stay tuned. I don't have a time. Maybe it'll be 12 pm EST. I think we'll do that. You know what I mean? So 12 p.m. EST, you can expect a new episode from us from the Flex and Bobo podcast. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.